Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Wednesday, the 28th of February, uh, 2024. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, your host. And uh, we are now recording this, as you can see, the day before. It's 2.45 p.m. on Tuesday. So we're going to bring Donna Rigney on in just a few minutes. And I see the first thing on the list other than an announcement we're going to make on her behalf is a delightful visit to heaven. I'm really excited. I always love those. As you know, I'm the guy that likes heaven stories. So we're going to be, we'll start right off with that once we're done with this announcement. So uh, an announcement that Wendy Griffith, who is from CBN, a, a dear friend, she will be on uh, Thursday on Elijah stream. She'll be on with, um, Julie Smith, who uh, does some of the subbing for me, I'll be on a plane, or actually I'll be back there with Johnny Enlow on that at that time, so I won't be here, but Wendy's uh, in good hands, and she she already knows Julie will be doing the show with her, so she's a very longtime friend with CBN, and so we're grateful to have her on the show. All right, let's let's go ahead. We're going to run a quick spot on the wells that we're digging. So here we go with that. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water. Because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Love those smiling, happy children of Uganda, especially since we we just got back, <laughs> excuse me, from there. It's just so neat to see them here and, and hear their laughs and great great place wonderful wonderful people so but very much in need of clean water so thank you so much for your generosity all right time to bring in donna rigney so here's donna donna you're always so smiling when you come online good i'd love to come <laughs> it's no, good you're, to see you so you're, you so much have the joy of the lord because i probably have most of our guests do, but I mean, the ones that are especially filled with the joy is, is like yourself and like Yvonne is just always smiling ear to ear. And it's all real. I mean, I've known you for a long time and it's it's just like that. So, well, you have an announcement of something that you're working on that we're getting behind with Elijah Streams. We're going to bless you in both sharing um, uh, what you have to, sh- to show about a, a facility that's come available. Uh, but we have to see if we can raise the money. And of course, we'll help from Elijah Streams as well. But tell the story uh, uh, what you have and where it is and all of that, how much it all is, right. all that. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. I really, really appreciate it. The last time I was on with you, we spoke about that we had moved from the Church on the Rock where we were having service to the VFW Post, 
veterans of foreign war and we're renting there. And uh, the Lord had sent a prophet from Nigeria to our church oh. and uh, prior to our moving and uh, he prophesied, you are no longer going to be paying rent. God wants you to get a building. Oh, he's going to give you a building. <laughs> it's going to be open 24 seven. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. oh, I think you're not hearing from God. <laughs> <laughs> Because Jack and I never thought about doing that. And uh, and then one thing after another, you know how the Lord confirms the word over and over. He did not leave us alone. And uh, and then things closed. The door closed at the Church on the Rock. We moved to the VFW post. And then this church went up for sale and uh, in Palm Coast. And Let's go ahead and should we go ahead and show that while you talk about it? Then here's. So, it's it's huge. It's twenty eight thousand square feet, and it's on eighteen acres, and it's on the main road right near the highway. So it's easily accessible to everybody. It, it kind of fit all the requirements that we have. Did you say the name of the community or city that, that we're talking it's in, about? It's in uh, Bunnell, which is part of Palm Coast, Palm Coast, Florida. Okay, and you said, and how far is that from Daytona Beach? Um, oh, it's maybe a half hour to 45 minutes. Okay, so for people that like me that don't know the region very yeah. well. And it's so only so like a half hour from St. Augustine. So we're okay. sandwiched in between the two. And did you say this is close to the coast itself? Like how, how far is it from the actual beach? Oh, not far at all. It's very, very close, but not dangerous near, you know, for hurricanes. So it's oh, okay. far away that you, we won't get hurt. You know, oh, hit badly because with a hurricane, but okay. it's close, like twenty minutes in the car Good. to get to the beach. Good, looks like a nice place, but I but you said it needed a lot of work. So, yes. we're, what we're going to ask people to do is we're going to ask people to contribute to that. What is the price that they're asking for? They're that? asking three million nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, we're for a building that's still. It's a lot, but it's not a lot for a whole building and all the complex and eight, all those. How many acres? 18. 18 wow. Acres. Yeah. You can do building on that, the whole thing, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had a school there in the past, and the building is the building is huge. So, so it, it's going to need a lot of renovation uh, because the roof always has been leaking. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us. But what God is showing us what I felt is that it's a prophetic sign that he's asking his bride to take this on to restore it and rebuild it back to what its original intent and yeah. it's a prophetic picture of the bride of Christ taking the United States oh, and restoring the United States back to its original intent. Wow. Now, so what we want to do is we've got uh, a website to tell people, go, we want to raise funds for this building and the, the expectation is that we're going to get this building see that we've just put that right there down below i can't put my thing there because so donnarigney.org slash give we're going to leave that up there i'm going to leave it up there a lot during our conversation so people will who come into this late and want to know what that what that is but i mean we could have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of smaller donations we could have one donation of three million six hundred whatever that total was or some something in between, but our ho hope is to raise a lot of the funds, even starting the the day that you watch this and uh, on reruns. Let's help Donna get this place because that's going to be. 
I can see that being a regional gathering place. It seats 500 and so, right? Yes. So it can be like a regional gathering place uh, near Daytona, um, Daytona Beach. And so when there's conferences that are on the East Coast, that would be one of the options, or you may have smaller conferences in that area. But people have been flying in from all over the world to see Donna and have, you know, have, have her open portals and have deliverances that she her team helps with. And so we need a really good place. So some of you who are, um, whether you have $1, $100, $100,000, you know, just I really want to give you an opportunity to begin to sell in this. And we're going to, uh, the Lord willing, we'll get this building and we'll, we'll continue to mention it when, we, when Donna comes back on. Uh, but uh, anything else you want to say about? Oh, well, just that uh, it, it really, to me, the whole essence of the building is uh, God wants a place where his glory oh, can move freely without any hindrances. Oh, and uh, he wants to be free to move. And I believe with revival, we've, we're seeing this happen as we go to different places and opening portals that the glory is falling so strong that revival's breaking out in those places. Wow. And we just came back from Hawaii. <laughs> we were there ministering, did four services in Hawaii, and the people were so touched. A, a glory portal opened, the glory of God just fell on everyone. It just was wonderful. So, wow. so much so they want me to go back and go to all the islands. We went to the, the big island and did that. But now different pastors were there from the other islands. So they want to do a crusade and have me come back and go to all the islands of the glory. Nice. Cover all the islands. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. And I, I, I believe that what God is doing when we go out to different places, he wants to get a hub. Oh, here in Palm Coast in Florida, where like you know, I just picture like the, a bicycle wheel, you know, the center hub and yeah. all those folks yeah. that go out. That right. people will come, get the glory, get deliverance, get some instruction, some training, and then go back and bring it back to their states, to their communities, to their countries, and see this revival break out all over the world. So, so good. It, so it's good. exciting so good. what's going on. We're just, I just got to share this one testimony that happened. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, this woman uh, had some tests done. She was, got sick. And uh, they found that she had a tumor, a cancerous tumor, in her pancreas. So I had someone from the church that um, really flows in the gift of healing go to her house and pray with her. I prayed with her over the phone. My husband and I did. So the next day she went, or a day after, to get more tests done. And when she did, the tumor was gone. Oh, man. And this is on the pancreas, which is one of the harshest yes. places. People that get pancreatic cancer, That's that's... Yes. So many I, times a death sentence, isn't it? Yes. So uh, uh, this is the type of thing that we're seeing God doing. Oh, and he, I, I just know he wants us to expand this, let it grow, yeah. let it go, that so many people are in need. And he's told, told me he's raising up specialists <laughs> that have specialties. <laughs> and so I see one person that really flows in the anointing for healing for organs and healing for cancer and tumors, another one for bones and, and uh, arthritis and different parts of the body, another one really powerful and praying for people for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, another group is 
really anointed and powerful for deliverance. So he's raising up teams of specialists. And I'm, I see it as we will raise up and train people to specialize and go out to back to their community. I notice that you've been very, very good about training people, training staff, training you know people so that when when there, excuse me, when there's deliverances and things like that, it's not all on you. But since you have people that help do that, they're equally trained, which is very admirable because we came out of an era of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, where it's the one famous figure that had to do all of it. I can't not even... anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's raising that's up so... an army. And he, he, he says to me, duplicate yourself. That's so good. Duplicate. Yeah. What the, what the gifts that he's given us as leaders, release them, train others, get them up and moving you know, pray impartation as well, but there's a training and an equipping that we need to do. And we've been, we've been working hard at that. And so I, I just feel like now, you know, God wants to expand it. And so good. So good. So good. It's very exciting. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, Donna, now you've got a lot on the plate here today. Let's start with uh, the very first thing where you had a visit to heaven. So I'm excited yeah. to hear about that. It, it, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, that was like only days ago, right? Yeah, like yeah. nine days ago or something. Yeah. I'm just going to just say a quick little prayer. Sure. Father, I thank you so yeah. much uh, for just opening up the heavens and revealing yourself so wonderfully through Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that today you touch our hearts, you speak to us, you deliver people from areas where the enemy has gotten in into their lives with unbelief or fear or anxiety, different things, Lord. I pray that just as your word goes forth, you would touch the hearts of your children and you would yes, heal Lord. us, deliver us, and I release your glory. Let your glory pour out on everyone as they're watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Um, I'm just going to start this, preface this with today. I was in prayer and the Lord reminded me how um, back in 2019, I had an encounter with the father and I saw the world like make believe this is the world and his hand was on it. And he said, when my hand rests on the world, everything's in its place. Everything's in order. He said, but when my hand lifts off chaos mm. rules. Mm. And I knew he was showing me that, that his hand was off and that chaos was coming. And that was in 2019, maybe July, 2019. And after that, we had the stolen election. Oh, we had COVID. We had all the problems that came yeah. upon us. And chaos is ruled. Now, today when I met with him, he said to me, I'm putting my hand back on the world. Yay. God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I asked him, I said, why? Why are you putting it back? And I'll just read what he said to me. He said, yeah. so many of our children have cried out to us for our help, and many have consecrated themselves and their lands back to us. In the past, we were shunned, and our rule was rejected. Oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? Living without our protection and guidance has caused many worldwide to turn to us and to reject the rulers of darkness that they had surrendered their lives and their lands to. And I just feel that, Steve, what you've been doing and what your staff, what your, what your ministry's been doing is key to this. You have raised up a, an army, a remnant, 
you brought to the forefront the word of God, oh, yes, the Lord. prophets declared, but also an understanding of what is going on, the truth of what's yeah. going on in the world. So you've got the patriots and the prophets joining together, oh, which is motivated and inspired. You have trained and raised up an army to get wow. to our posts, pray, seek God. Oh, a lot of yeah. fasting's going on. And because of that, because there are people that are praying and rededicating their lives, God says, I'm putting my hand back Yay. on the world. <laughs> everything wow. will be in place. Wow. So I wanted to say that because as I was going through my notes, I'm like, oh, this is a result. What he showed me is a result of his hand coming back on the world. So good. Wow. So encouraging. Very cool. I know that, you know, this word's very encouraging, but I also know there's going to be a bit of a shaking. He's told me that in the past. He said, when this comes, know this, my children will be safe. and They will not be harmed by the shaking that's coming. And, oh, it will be very short. It'll be short-lived. Okay. Okay. So I, I know that that's, that's in. He's told me that. So I mean, we've been we've been through a pretty tough time for the last three three or so years, but the Lord's saying there's still a shaking that's going to come that isn't maybe here at this moment quite. I don't know. How, yeah. I don't want to put words well, in your I mouth. It, yeah, I see it as a baby being birthed, going okay. through the birth canal, and the okay. mother going through labor for this beautiful child to come forth. Yeah, that's how I perceive this to be that there's going to be a change that's going to come about, a birthing, and it's going to be tumultuous for a bit, mm. but it's going to be short-lived, just like the labor is short-lived for a baby to be born. It'll be short-lived, but there will be a bit of a shaking. I don't know. You know, uh, let me ask you this way, in case you have a, an impression even, and maybe timing is always hard for, for prophets and for everybody. Um. We thought, of course, three years that, that it, when we wouldn't have that three years, but now that's happened. When you say short-lived, with God, short-lived, <laughs> it can mean months and months, or, right? But so, no, I don't feel that. I feel okay. it's going to be short. I like, feel it will be just weeks or months, just not, okay. not long. Okay? Oh, good. Well, I, that's I feel good. like we've been through a tough time. Yeah. Whatever's going to come might be, like, dramatic, you know? closing down of things or what i don't know but yeah. that it, it'll be short yeah okay. and, it, and it's necessary for what's going to come forth good okay yeah good that, so, that's very encouraging know. because that's even though that was a, a prophetic word about an intense time coming that was way more positive than negative because you said god's people are going to be protected and it's not going to last very long weeks mm-hmm. we everyone oh, can do weeks we've just done years so yeah. we can do weeks we can make it through it. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. We <laughs> need to write a song about this. <laughs> the secret is to keep our eyes fixed on him yeah. as we go through these things that come upon us. You know, keep focused on him, not on the problems. Uh, he brought me in the spirit. <laughs> You're getting me going, Steve. <laughs> I had another presentation this week. He brought me into with this beach. And as we were walking along, we came to this big black rock. And so we sat up on the rock and now the, now the tide started coming in and the water started rising up. Now I'm sitting on the rock and I'm like, um, I think I'm going to get wet here. <laughs> I'm not liking this. <laughs> but 
I asked him, what am I going to do? What are we going to do if the tide rises above the top of the rock? He right. said, this rock represents faith, faith, solid rock of Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus. He said, as your faith grows, this rock expands and it will rise above the rising tide of turmoil and problems. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So so the thing important is for my children to cause their faith to grow. So, oh, and I thought this is a heads up, okay? Yeah. We all go through trials yeah. in our lives and faith is what gets us through them. And so God's saying, build your faith. Meditate on my word, just like I told Joshua. Meditate on my word day and night, and you will be successful in all you do. And God's saying, get back to meditating on my word. Don't meditate on what the news media is saying, what the enemy's threatening to do. Meditate on what I'm saying. Declare my word. Speak my word. And as you do, this rock you're sitting on will expand and grow. And and I don't have the... I don't have the reference uh, memorized, but there's a scripture that says he honors his word above his name. I don't know if you know which, but, and I was pondering that this morning, not knowing you were going to say that. And I was pondering that Lord was saying, you don't understand, but I'm paraphrasing the thoughts. I honor my word above my name. And that word is both the written word and the word that proceeds out of his mouth through prophetic as well. That sort of thing. Whatever he has spoken or written, he honors it above even his own name. And that's a huge thing. So when you say meditate on his word, and that includes, so it's the written word, meditate even on prophetic words people have been given is probably a good idea too. Um, he he habit, inhabits that, inhabits that like he inhabits praise, yes. you know, because he honors his word above his name. It's a, it's a, it's a very weird scripture. Who honors? something that's written down more than they honor their own name. But he does. Know John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yeah. Oh, uh, that it, I don't think we grasp to the mm-hmm. degree how powerful his word is. He says, when my word goes forth, whatever I speak will come to pass. The very power to perform what I'm saying is inherent in the words. And when I release my words, my words will not return void. It will perform what I say. Oh, when you said, let there be light, sun, moon, stars, all came to be. So when we repeat his word, okay, we are empowering the word of God. We're declaring it. We're agreeing with it. We're aligning with it. And God sends his angels, his angels perform his word. Good. So, so God's good. saying, build your faith and whatever trials come in your lives personally or nationally, you will rise above them. You'll be sitting on that solid rock and the tide will not come up higher than that. Okay? Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. Now I'm going to get into <laughs> visitation, all right? <laughs> so now when you remember to tell me where you are on the list so I can kind okay, of Okay, I'm, I'm going to be starting right with, with one. With, okay. With, uh, all right. What happened this particular day? Uh, I had a lot of company, a lot of people in and out of the house and whatnot. And I was going to go to pray. And the Lord said, before you pray, before you meet with me, I want you to go through the house and clean the house out. He meant spiritually. 
okay? <laughs> and he's taught me this in the past. He was reminding me. So I went through the house. I bound any demons because people can have spirits on them and they come in the house and the spirits stay and they leave. <laughs> yeah. You know? We yeah, have to have that's good. I mean, that's very instructive. A lot of people didn't know that, that, that are watching it. Oh, really? Because I cleaned it out this morning and say, well, didn't you have some guests? You know, they were so clean. Right. I mean, I suppose if a postman shows up at the door, it could something can get in. Yeah. But it, it I think it's more people coming in, you yeah. know, in the house, whatnot. And so uh and we can get them he's you know through electronics, through our television, our yeah. computers, you know, just yeah. things happen. So I did that. I went through all the house and I, I just as instructive, I bound the demons. Oh, I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind every one of you demons. If he said, show me any that were there, I would say their names. And I command you to go. I send you to the abyss. I put you in chains in the abyss. You can't come back, nor can you send any other demon spirits like you back to attack us or to come in the house. So I went through the whole house, room to room, bound any demons, kicked them out. Then I got my anointing oil and put it over the door post, the door sill, and just consecrated the house. I said, I dedicate wow. this house belongs to Jesus Christ. Nice. So now I go to my prayer time. I'm, I'm just, and instantly, oh, the Lord was before me. And he said, don't be afraid that you're not going to hear from me. <laughs> he said, what's happened is that some spirits had gotten in the house and I could see Jesus sitting in front of me, me here in this black kind of So cloud. you were feeling like some sort of deficit and you, you, it left you feeling like me. I'm not. Maybe I'm not going to hear from the Lord right now or today. Huh? Prior to my doing the deliverance. Prior to that, right? Yeah. A lot of distractions. Getting in my prayer time. Oh, trying to hear God. Trying to focus. Distractions. And I think all of us deal with this. Yeah, we do. We get rid of clean. Well, what we needed, Donna. What we needed to hear is that you go through that because we see your life. And, and now we can say, if Donna goes through that, what, we all then don't feel so guilty that we have to. We have moments where we just go, man, I heard him good yesterday, but I don't know where he is today, yeah. right? Yeah. And and oh, and so after doing that, consecrating the house back to Jesus, immediately, mm. and he said, "Come on, open your spiritual eyes. I'm going to show you something." And instantly, I was in the spirit, and I was in heaven. Oh. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of giving a little bit of direction so people yeah. that want to have encounters, yeah. sometimes you've got to take that step to get rid of some of the distracting spirits that get in the house, okay? Good. Really oh, good. Any fear, yeah. worry, different things like that, all right? It doesn't have to be a real, like, witchcraft or something. It can be these little minions. But anyway, so now I, I'm in the spirit, and I'm sitting on this garden swing in the garden of glory. Oh, you know, I do so all over me. <laughs> and <laughs> an animal stopped gathering around us. So the father, I'm sitting between the father and Jesus. Oh, and a giraffe comes over and he licks my face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a big gorilla. <laughs> the gorilla that I saw before who was pushing the swing one day when I was in heaven with the father and Jesus. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Boy, this swing is really going good. <laughs> Some angel must be pushing it. And I turn around and look, and it's a gorilla. That's funny. I love it. These are God's pets. So, yeah. And then a big elephant, which I've ridden on before in the spirit. And then cat, little kittens and dogs and whatnot. 
So they're all gathered around and they're just so happy. And I could feel that they were happy that I had the faith to open my spiritual eyes and to go into the spirit. They were happy that I was there visiting with the father and Jesus and that uh, faith was alive. And so now the giraffe bends down and says, you know, just I, he didn't speak, but I knew what he was saying. Like I knew his thoughts. <laughs> he just was like to climb on. So Jesus and I climbed on the back of this giraffe. Oh, uh, oh wow. You both climbed on. Very cool. Yeah. So, so Jesus is behind me and I'm in front and then the giraffe starts walking and brings us over to this hillside. Oh, <laughs> and there was a whole bunch of animals and it went down into a valley. There was so many animals. I was like, oh my goodness. It was thousands and thousands and thousands. And, and, and Jesus said to me, you know, my kingdom is enormous. You think the earth is big. My, it's a shadow of what my kingdom in heaven is like. Because so I was cool. shocked there were so many animals. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like every animal that ever lived and died was there. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, I was going to say, if if they if they go to heaven, which probably most do, you know, th then it's continually being multiplied all the time. It was, I'm telling you, Steve, as far as I could see was animals, every kind, every kind of animal that you could imagine was all mixed together. They weren't like in, in separate groups, you know, they were all, all mixed together. And so <laughs> now I'm going to go to my notes. <laughs> So I don't miss anything. Whoo. Cool. Oh. oh. So um, oh, um, let me see. Uh, and so as as we as I was watching the animals, what I was noticing was that how much love was coming off these animals. And that as Jesus and I stood there in front of the animals, they all stood like in attention, but not like an army standing rigidly in attention, but standing like giving devoted admiration mm. to Jesus, okay? But they all stood, the whole crowd of them all stood still. Jesus is there. Like all heaven just is in awe of Jesus. Mm. They were just so in love with him. Oh, and, and I could feel the love pouring off the animals. And, and this, so this is what Jesus said. This is what we want. Love for us to be so strong on the earth that it spills out on everyone else. It's like the love for the animals was so great for Jesus that it was spilling out on all. So they were loving one another. They were loving Jesus. And what I saw was some of the bigger animals, like the elephant would pick up a little animal, put it on its back. Little kittens were on lions and tigers heads. They, they didn't care. They, they were like one big happy family. So and cool. they, they all loved each other. <laughs> and so he said, that this is, he said, that is what will happen when Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. Love for us will abound. Love for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will abound and fill the earth. This love will chase all evil away. Oh, and, and then Jesus uh, went on to say, let this love that abides here in heaven fill the earth and change the hearts of mankind to be like ours. Hearts that, are, that genuinely care about one another and love deeply with no reservation. Hearts that give wholeheartedly and freely. Um, and, and what it felt like was 
was I was watching all these animals that they were like one big happy family. Mm. Oh, they really enjoyed one another's company. They loved each other. They weren't just tolerating each other. They genuinely loved one another and they liked each other. And then Jesus explained, we want our children on earth to enjoy one another's company. He wants us to enjoy one another's company. Like all in heaven do. Joy fills heaven because love is not restricted or limited here. Oh, ah. then he said something that really surprised me. None are perfect like we are, but all are loved and accepted here like we are. Now, I, I thought, you know, that once we get everyone gets to heaven, they're all perfect. Yeah, that's a curious thing that you're saying the Lord said they're not no. all perfect. No. What does that mean? He said none of them are perfect. And the only one who's perfect is God. Interesting. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, you think some might be a little bit brash. Some might be, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. And, you know, nobody's perfect. Well, you know, I mean, you know what you just said. They're not sinful, but they're not perfect. It makes me think of what Cat uh, shared one time that uh, God would often pair two angels together and they have personalities that kind of work on each other and they they they, they smooth out the rough patches. The one that's too serious uh, is is got a bunch of that rubbed off by the clown, the angel that God assigns next to him and vice versa. That would be an example of not everyone's perfect. Right, right. Interesting. No one's perfect in heaven. Like, I'm like, what? I thought we Very all were. interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. No wonder they can have comedians in heaven then. Yeah. Because I know, think, well, what are you going to make jokes about? Nobody's <laughs> sinful, but, you yeah. know, it, we, we, we would be just like, it might be boring. <laughs> no. that's pretty that's pretty good so i'm going to repeat that again he said none are perfect like we are but all are loved and accepted here like we are so he said everyone is accepted and loved just like we are here in heaven the way i saw the animals loving jesus they were loving one another too that love for jesus spilled out on one another and he said that's what i want to come to the earth I want the love for me to be so great, the love for Father, me, Holy Spirit, so great that it spills out on one another oh, yeah. all over the world. And he said, that's what's going to happen when I pour my spirit out on all flesh. Cool. Oh, ha. that's love my love glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's good. All right. Then he said, all this will happen when the Holy Spirit floods the earth with his presence, his love, and all his love contains. It's unity. He started listing a bunch of things that his love contains. Peace, kindness, gentleness, selflessness, strength, all right, godly character. So now then we left the top of the hill, the, the giraffe and Jesus and me riding down and went down into the valley where all the crowd of animals were. So they, they separated, they made a pathway. It kind of reminded me of the Red Sea parting, you know? So the yeah. animals parted and nice. they, let, they let Jesus walk through, okay? Riding on the giraffe with me. <laughs> and, and I could hear the animals cheering 
it, you know, it was like a crowd of people, but it wasn't. It was animals. And I could hear the cheers and the admiration. I just loved Jesus so much. And so uh, then Jesus started talking to me about Donald Trump. Like, no, that's fascinating. I saw that in your notes. I thought I, I, I thought I saw that it was there, but I didn't read every detail because I want to hear you tell it as yeah. opposed to just reading the words. So, yeah. Okay. So wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, you <laughs> just talking about this, all the glories all back on me. That's <laughs> like, so, cool. Oh, so cool. Uh, he said, oh, what you are seeing today is a picture of the honor and admiration we want to fall on our ambassadors. Those who walk with us and represent us well on the earth and who live their lives to serve us and ours because they love us are worthy of honor. Oh, it is, whenever I say our, us, he always talks to me about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. It is our will that those who love and serve us and serve mankind because they love us are given honor. This honor is not worship, but an expression of heartfelt gratitude. So he's saying, when you see someone honored, it's not worship. It's an expression of heartfelt gratitude for the sacrifice they're laying down and for the good that they're doing. That's a really good word. That answers a question that you didn't have, but other people on the earth said, well, God, God didn't give the election to Trump because um everyone's worshiping him that's what that was the word and i never that that didn't it never bore witness to me Wor you know honor is not worship and he spoke about he said it right out he said when you see someone like donald trump and his family being honored we are not offended oh ha. but instead we rejoice because honor is being given to those who are worthy of honor so good. Oh, so God is not offended that we get behind Donald Trump. We pray for him for hours Friday night. Well, now it's Sunday nights at the VFW. God's pleased with that. He's called that man to do a big work. And he's under such an attack that he needs people like Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms that will hold up Donald Trump and his family and his supporters' arms, hold them up and pray for them diligently. That's not worship. That's giving honor where honor is due. Yeah. Okay. He said to love and honor them is seen as an act of love and honor of us. Because whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. Oh, so God sees it when we love one another and we honor somebody that we're honoring him. When we dishonor someone, when we're mean to someone, whatever, whatever you're doing to them, you're doing it to Jesus. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Huh? Oh, when I was in prison, you visited me. Lord, when did we do that to you? Whatever you did to the least of my brothers, you did it to me. Oh, he, God's word is true. Yeah. To so praise good. and acclaim those who have been wholeheartedly, who have wholeheartedly and sacrificially served mankind is justice being expressed. So, so I'm going to say that again, to praise and acclaim those who have wholeheartedly and sacrificially served mankind is justice being expressed. God's saying that's justice. That is so that's when you justice. say to praise in that context, you're saying you're like if someone's praising Donald Trump. Yeah. 
they're saying you know, they're giving they're praising what who he is and what he's doing. They're not worshiping him. They're oh. praising him for what he's done. That's a different thing. Pray right. worship belongs to God. Right. Only. Right. But you know. He wants people honored and honored. Part of honor is saying thank you. A, a hearty public thank you is praising them for their good. And their acknowledging good the good that yeah. they've done. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he said, then he said this. So oh, the day is coming. When those like Donald Trump, who have sacrificed so much for the good of others, will be publicly honored. He nice. said that day is coming. Scorn has attempted, when he said scorn has attempted to mock and disdain them, I knew it was like a spirit of scorn mm. released. Okay. Yeah. Scorn has attempted to mock and disdain them, but I am putting an end to his scheme, to this scheme of the enemy to belittle them. So I knew it was Donald Trump. But I, I also knew there was so many of the people that have been terribly pro- persecuted, terribly. And they've lost so much of, of like Roger Stone. They've been so persecuted. They've lost so much of their wealth and, and their reputations. He meant all of them. He said the day's coming where honor is going to be given to them. Okay. They will be exalted and honored because I have declared it to be so. I've spoken it. I've said it. I want honor given to whom honor is due. Those that have been dishonored, that didn't deserve it. Oh, I want them honored. I've spoken it. My word's gone forth. Oh, ah, and it will be performed. It will not be stopped. Really good. Wow. He says, justice demands it. Oh, ah, my children have cried out for justice and I have heard them. Not only will the wicked be judged as we're crying out for justice. Yeah. But the righteous will be rewarded and given their just desert. Oh, uh, honor will be given to the honorable. Oh, then the Lord brought me to the book of Joel. And he, oh, as a confirmation. Yeah. Uh, one thing he said to me, one confirm, confirming scripture was, this is my message to you and to everyone else. I opened up my Bible. I'm like, this is my message to you and to everyone else. And then he brought me to the book of Joel. And I'm not going to go through it all, but. Basically, the book of Joel starts with uh, uh, an army has invaded the land, you know, Uh, and he said, demons have invaded your land. The whole book of Joel is like where we're at now is a prophetic picture of the hour we're living in now. Okay, so demons have invaded the land. We've let them in. Sexual perversion, huh? Lawlessness, corruption, wicked. (sighs) He said, but. Now, as you go through the book of Joel, it talks about that. Then it talks about many praying and fasting. They're called to pray and fast. Many are praying and fasting and repenting for their sins and the sins of the nation. And then the next chapter, the Holy Spirit is poured. He declares the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. And at the the end of the book, book, small little book, the wicked will reap the judgment of God. So it's like boom, 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 four points. The wicked have invaded our land. Oh, people are praying and fasting. The remnant have been praying and fasting, standing in the gap for the nations, not just our nation, for the nations of the world, repenting, praying. All right. So the demons have invaded the land. People are praying and fasting. 
God says, I'm pouring my spirit out on all flesh and the wicked will reap the judgment of God. Yeah. That's, that's the outline of, the, of that chapter of that book. Okay. Yeah. He said, this yeah. is a prophetic picture of where you are right now. Oh, be encouraged because <laughs> you're on the right side. <laughs> Very much so. Wow. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and now I'm going to go to point two. Oh, okay. and he began to speak to me about leaders being removed and replaced. He said, there will be many who will be removed from seats of honor and privilege and from seats of authority that they have abused. Are we talking about the church? Or are we talking about politi political? All, I felt it was all seven mountains. All seven mountains. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. all seven mountains. <laughs> and the church is one of them. Okay. <laughs> they will never be returned back to those places, but their seats will be given to those who are humble and who won't abuse the authority that is given to them. Hmm. He said, that was surprised me. It was that hmm. no matter what they do, they will never get those seats back. Oh, wow. So it's like a permanent. Yeah. I mean, are you saying that, Lord's saying, even if they utterly repent, they'll never be given that place again because they've yeah. used it? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of yeah. hardcore, but from the Lord, it's fair. It's, it's a it's fair. It's like God's given them a responsibility yeah. as leaders to care for his people. Yeah. Whether it's a judge, huh? political yeah. figure, minister, whatever, he's given them a responsibility. They've abused that authority. They've mistreated the people. And God says, if they repent, I'll forgive them. But yeah. they will not get those seats back. They were given a responsibility. They're charged. That's justice. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people waiting to move up. Or that I guess we could say that God is waiting to move up. Yeah. You know, yeah, really good. And he went on to say that our love for us and for our people and a great love for their nations will motivate these new leaders instead of the pride, greed, and selfish ambition that motivated mm. the former leaders before they were removed and replaced. So God's saying, these new leaders are going to have love for me, love for us, love for the nations, love for the people. They will not be motivated by greed, selfish ambition, the things that we've seen. No. So these new leaders will be good. Oh, I'm, I'm going to just share one thing that he had spoken to me yeah. back in 20, I think it was in 2016. It was soon after uh, Donald Trump, or, or when he, I think it was when he was running for office. And he showed me why he picked him. Of all, you know, how many people the first time he ran for office we're running with him, and they were yeah, like sixteen people, sixteen other people, or something like that. Yeah. And and uh, and I was like, "You're picking Donald Trump?" <laughs> he told me that he was the one. I'm like, "Really?" Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you know he was a little brash. <laughs> yeah, he was. And some of the other ones were more like. Yeah, no, he was a little brash, but he had a couple of things that went public, the things that he had done that were inappropriate, you know, sexually inappropriate, either with his some action or his words, whatever. And, but you're saying God, knowing all that still picked him and he's going to tell you why, why he now? Told me, he told me why. <laughs> he showed me and that this reminded me of that. Oh, he picked Peter to run the church. Peter had denied him. Peter wasn't perfect. John didn't, de didn't deny Jesus. Jesus yeah. said, he, he said to, to Peter, 
Peter, do you love me more than these? Lord, you know that I do. And he made him repeat it three times. And he showed me with Donald Trump. Donald Trump loved this nation more than anybody else running for office. That's why he chose him, because of his great love for this nation. Not wow. his great love for God. He wouldn't say it was for him, but it was for the nation. And now we've looked all through these years. Only such a love for this nation would have motivated a man to stand fast and be persecuted continually. Oh, false accusation after false accusation. What he's gone through, what his family has gone through, is because of that great love for this nation and the people. The nation is the people. You see yeah. him sometimes. He's got the, the flag of the United States and he's hugging it. He genuinely loves this nation. And it's a sovereign thing. God's given him that gift. Yeah. Because he loved this nation to that degree, he was picked of all the other people that God could have picked. And you know, God, you know, he had loved this nation, but he could have squandered that love. He could have said, now that I've got power more than I ever had, is just, and not, now he doesn't just have wealth. He has power, unending power almost as a president. He could have squandered that love for this nation, but he didn't. No, no. And because he loved the nation so much. Yeah. That love motivates him to do the right thing for the people. Good. When you love someone that much, you are not going to deliberately do anything to mm -hmm. hurt them. You're not going to issue laws that are going to hurt the people. You're not going to tax them. He lowered the taxes. He lowered the cost, all the things that were costing us so much. Huh? He, he yeah. built the border wall to protect us from anybody invading from terrorists. Why? Because he loved us. Mm. He loves the nation with a love that God has put in him. And God says, that's the type of people, not just Donald Trump. I know it's him. He's going to be put back in, but others will too. God's saying, I'm removing wicked leaders in all seven mountains and replacing them with godly leaders that have a heart of love for me, love for the people, love yeah. for the nation. And that will motivate them to do the right thing. Okay. Yeah, real good. Real I know. Good. Oh, really and this is coming because his hand's back on the world. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, he, then he said, once a person, getting back to that about that, he would never put them back in those positions again once they're removed. Once a person has proven they cannot be trusted, that it is wise to keep them at arm's length or to have no contact at all with them. Whoa. Yeah. He said, true repentance with a transformed life is the only exception. Remember, actions speak louder than words. Hear what people say, but watch very closely if their actions align with a contrite heart. Forgiveness must be granted immediately, but access denied unless there is a total, true repentance. Okay, so he's, he's given a little bit of instruction to us that we all deal with people um, being unjust to us and mistreating us and whatnot. And God is saying, when someone mistreats you, forgive them right away. But by forgiveness doesn't mean you've got to embrace them back in close to you. But even if they come and say, I'm sorry, but they don't act like they're sorry, they're still doing the same old things. Keep them at onslaught or just don't even have any contact with them. Some people are just 
dangerous to have close. So God wants us to have wisdom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He said, I'm giving you a lesson that will grant you great wisdom and help you un avoid unnecessary heartache. And then he brought me to Acts chapter nine, where are uh, the account of Paul's conversion. And uh, Peter and his disciples wanted nothing to do with Paul because he persecuted them. He was so bad. But there was such a radical change in Paul. He was even given eventually the funds to take them with Barnabas to, the, to Jerusalem. He was trusted. He, he laid his life down. So, you know, there was that 100% repentance. They forgave him and restoration. All right. But it was, you could see by Paul's life that he changed. He didn't go back and start keep persecuting the Christians. Okay. Yeah. So he's given me as a little example in scripture how this applied. And until the apostles saw the change in Paul, they kept them in arm's length. Okay. He said, I am the God who brings down some and who raises up others. I know what lies in the hearts of men. I see the truth no matter what is said or presented as the truth. I know and I'm never deceived or tricked. Follow my lead and I will always lead you away from those who would harm you and I'll bring you alongside those who are a strong support. So he's saying, let me lead you and guide you and I will keep people away from you that will, have, will harm you. He wants us safe. God wants us safe. He wants us protected in our personal lives. But yeah. Over our nations, he's had, God, I'm telling you, I know this is, God's like this, had it. <laughs> With the adjustment. Hey, tell, now, how, try to put into words, how do you feel that or know that? Because I believe you. I believe you've discerned that God's had it. But oh, yeah. How, yeah. Talk about that for a minute. How, how do you even, yeah, how does I, that come I feel to it you? in my spirit. And sometimes yeah. I actually see him doing this. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Done. Had it. Oh, ha. Yep. God's had it. He's given people opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to repent. He's warned them over and over and over. From the president on down, judges, he's warned them. Oh, ha. They refuse to repent. Done. I, because of his love and his mercy and his grace towards his people. Yeah. He doesn't want to see his innocent people hurt like this. Well, that wouldn't be justice for God to do that. So he's given them plenty of time. Now we're entering into the time we're going to see judgment. I'm going to uh, run and uh, sort of keep this general because everyone's got situations in their lives. But the Lord has continued to remind me about this is even recently where he said he tells the story about the vineyard workers and all of that. But then there were people that said, um, that the master of the vineyard was delaying his coming. Everything was going to remain as it was. He delayed his coming. So they began to beat the people. And this is what I think God's saying in the church level now, that there are people who he's put in charge across all kinds of things. Some of them have said, we've gotten away with stuff. God's not returning. Everything's bad. So they, they went back to beating the people up. Yeah. Even in their teaching and even in their 
day to day and they're always offending someone they're beating up the you know god's people you know there's a then then there's a a, a pronouncement that god was going to be done with that this is what i thought of when you did this that, that's why i told you all seven mountains it's not yeah. just in the political realm in the government it's in the church too and i think that to whom much is given much is required yeah because as ministers, huh, we've been given a lot, yeah. a lot of a lot of teaching, a lot of uh, encounters with the Lord, a lot of grace, and God's given us so much. But He expects us in return to yeah. give back to the people that is what so we're huge. That our is time, so huge. our love, yeah. uh, the truthfulness, integrity, huh? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, now then, people to give, give, give to us. And we don't yeah. do anything in return. There was that other example where the one was forgiven, uh, someone was forgiven this massive thing, and he, he was grateful, but then, but then he turned against a, a, another fellow worker who owed him a little bit, and he began to just defile and beat him and whatever, and, and refused to show him. You know, the the anger of the Lord burned so heavily about that that he said. Take him, take what you know, everything he has, and basically it says he he, he returned. He basically said he'll he throw him into prison. He had already been forgiven, yeah. And then when he did that, God said throw him in until he paid every last cent. He put the debt, the the forgiven debt, back on him. There are people in the church of the Lord who who have been forgiven, and then they refuse to forgive their fellow brothers. God will have enough of that. And he'll put that forgive that forgiveness. He'll take that forgiveness away. He said he would. Right. right. You know. So it's a huge thing. I think about that quite a bit. Right. That's why he said, no matter what happens, no matter if the person meant it or didn't mean it, when they said they were sorry, they continued to mistreat you. Forgive immediately. But you don't yeah. need to reconnect close. Yeah, that's perfect. right. But your heart. It's our heart. Unforgiveness is a big, wide open door for the enemy to come into our lives. What? To rob, to steal, to kill, to destroy, to take from us, and to destroy us. So God, for our protection, he wants us to have a forgiving heart. Yeah, I mean, his, so, like Jesus. Yeah, his, so his forgiveness is normally absolute, 100%. When he forgives, it's forgiven. Unless you turn around and refuse to forgive someone repeatedly after God forgive you, he'll put it right back on you. Yes, yes. That's, I just want to hear a few, you know, I don't, I don't like preaching negative sermons, but some people need to be warned Yeah, yeah. what they're especially, in for. Especially the day and the hour where we're living in, we are yeah. seeing so much injustice, yeah. so much wickedness, that that's a big challenge we all have to keep our yeah. hearts pure, yeah. to forgive these people that are mistreating Donald Trump, huh? mm -hmm. Roger Stone, you know, we can get really ripping mad. No, I forgive them. I pray for them. I pray for their souls. I pray they repent. I ask for justice. If they need to be imprisoned, let them repent when they're yeah. imprisoned. That this yeah. is how we pray, because we got to guard ourselves in this hour. Yeah. I think that's why God's impressing you with this, Steve. Yeah. Is that we need to guard ourselves when we're seeing so much wickedness and injustice. So many people hurt little children, the things that are going on. We need to pray for the perpetrators. God, bring them to repentance. Don't okay. let hatred enter into us. Yeah, yeah so because we, are, we will be forgiven as we forgive others. Good. Very good. Cool.
All right. I think, whoa, um, I'm going to skip down to number four. Oh, okay. The Lord had been um, telling me that he gives prophets a lot of times warnings to give to the people. It's not yeah. to scare them, but to prepare them. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. And so this is one day where he brought me in the spirit again. And I, I looked out on this mountain where he and I sit sometimes and looked down over the world. And I saw all these fires all lit immediately, all at once, all over the world. Oh, and, and he said to me, when I saw this, these explosions of fires, he said, this is the plan of the enemy to set off catastrophic terror events simultaneously. Whoa. All at once, you know, and just recently, now I got this word February 9th and a couple of weeks later, which was, I think, last week when um, all the um, cell phones went down. Yeah, yeah. AT&T and other, other service too. And, and so I'm watching the news and I see the map of the United States and I see red spots on all the places where this happened. And I'm like, oh, that's what I saw in the spirit. Oh, that. But I believe because as I continue with this word, we pray, we've been praying and praying, it, you know, it was inconvenient, but not a big deal. Yeah, that's right. All right. So this is what he said. So the, the, this is the plan of the enemy. This was February 9th. He said this to set off catastrophic terror events simultaneously, but they can be thwarted and even reversed. You see, it is our plan to have simultaneous revival events set off worldwide. So the yeah. fire of revival breaking out all over is what God is planning. The enemy comes in huh, with his counterfeit. <laughs> but, but So he said, as my children pray, declare, and decree my word, my will shall be done. So as we pray and declare God's word, what he's saying, his will shall be done, and the enemy's plans stopped. Pray that he is stopped and that his comrades are caught and prosecuted and that no one escapes justice. God wants justice. He wants people prosecuted for these terror events. But we also pray for their souls, that they will repent and be saved, God's children, that they won't yeah. spend eternity in hell, okay? Mm -hmm. He said, as terrorists invade your land, they are also invading other nations with the same intent, worldwide destruction. He said, I'm telling you this so that you can stop it and not to cause fear. Let faith arise, for to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Pray, praise, worship, dance, and celebrate, for the victory will be yours. Oh, I delivered this word at church, and, the, and we did, we praised, we worshiped, we prayed, we declared, we decreed that these terrorist attacks are not going to take place, that the revival fires will, but the enemy's plan won't. Oh, ah, that God's will will be done, okay? And this is what God wants us to do. He's saying, I'm giving you a heads up. This is what the enemy's planning on doing. Stop it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. He said, many of his schemes have been thwarted in years past by the diligent prayers of a few. Apply the full victory of my son, his blood, and declare his words, and you will be unstoppable. And um, 
the Lord brought me to Second Chronicles chapter 20, which people can read that. It's the story of Jehoshaphat. And these three nations, armies were had rose up and were going to come and attack them. Israel, Judah. And so Jehoshaphat prayed. He got all the people to pray. And he put the worshipers at the head of the army. So now the worshipers are leading the army. They get to the top of the hill, looking down into the valley where these armies were coming against them. And the three armies, God had sent confusion into the camp. They had destroyed one another. They didn't have to lift up one ball. One, they didn't have to do anything. The battle, God took care of the whole battle, stopped what the enemy was doing. And for three days, Jehoshaphat and his whole army, there was so much plunder, it took them three days to gather all the plunder. So they, they made out awesome. And God was yeah. showing me, see, the enemy was planning on killing them, destroying them. But it didn't work because they worshiped, they praised, they prayed, they depended on me, and I took care of it. <laughs> Such good news. Yeah. yeah. Such good news. Such God good is news. good. Okay. Now I'm, I've got another word that he, he spoke to me about Donald okay. Trump again, too. Okay. Oh, this was on January 31st. We're in point five. Okay, okay. Got it. He said, Daughter, the exposures are going to greatly increase. Both the good and the evil will be unveiled for all to see. Yes, the good that has been done behind the scenes will be revealed no, so that appreciation no. and honor will be given to those it is due. At the same time, the deeds of the wicked and those who serve evil shall be brought into the light for everyone to see. Oh, it's harvest time. The seeds that were sown in seasons past, okay, when, you know, it's, in, you know, in the spring, you plant your seeds in your garden. And all you see is dirt. You don't see anything. Well, harvest time, the plants grow. You see everything, every seed you planted is bringing forth its crop. He said, this is the time you're in now. Things that were done in secret and in hiding, both good and evil, they're going to be, it's harvest time. They're going to bring forth their crop and everyone's going to see what you did. Okay. Oh, he said, no longer Will there just be suspicions of what people surmise is going on? But absolute positive proof shall be given. Oh, ah. so you know how we think, I think this one's doing this. I think that one's doing that. He said, no longer will we be just suspicious, but there's going to be absolute positive proof given. So we know for a fact what's happened. Not only will these exposures dramatically increase, but punishment and justice will follow suit. None will escape judgment or rewards as well. Yes, the righteous will be rewarded and promoted like Donald Trump will be, and the wicked will be punished. So he said the righteous are going to be rewarded and promoted. And then he said, like Donald Trump will be. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Nice. That's so cool. I know it. <laughs> He said, great exposures are coming because I have declared that the truth must be made manifest for all to see. God said, I said it. The truth has to come forth. Now it has to happen because I said it. I spoke it. Okay. This is, he said, this is going to occur nationally and individually in individuals' lives. All right. Great justice is coming as the truth is revealed. He said, truth tellers will arise and will not be shunned or silenced. But their voices will be like the voice of a mighty herald. As Paul Revere rode and shouted through the streets his warning, 
I am anointing many to go through the land shouting the truth so none will be deceived and destroyed by the trickery of the wicked. So <laughs> he did it before. He had a call yeah. right there. Huh? Yeah. The British are coming. The British are coming, going through the streets. He said, I'm well, you know, Johnny, I don't know if you heard him on Monday, but he his word that he wrote, he wrote it out in kind of poetic form or prose or whatever, but he read it. And basically that it was about, you know, you're not going to get away with anything. Time's up. You know, it's it's over. It's too late. It's like the he didn't know what you were going to say and you didn't know what he was going to say. But it's the same thing. It's the same message, basically, yeah. different words. Yeah. So good. And, and then he said, the truth will be told about Donald Trump, his family. And I knew he meant the good things they've done. Yeah. That the truth is going to be told about him and his family, okay? Joe Biden, his family, Gates, Fauci, Oprah Winfrey, and many more. He said, they are far too numerous to name them all. So he says, the truth is gonna come out about all of them. He said, many believed that the good were evil and that those who practiced evil were good to their detriment. Now the truth will go forth throughout the land like a mighty shout the truth will be revealed and not silenced too. Ears and eyes will be opened. Hearts and minds will be transformed in an instant. The truth does that. When you hear the truth, I don't know if that's ever happened to you in your life where you kind of believe something was a certain way and then all of a sudden you found out the truth and that what you believe was wrong. Even in church, yeah. in the realm of yeah. church, it's happened yeah. to me. You're like, wow, immediately. There's a transformation of the way you're thinking. And I, I've seen that people, God's preparing people like you and me and everyone else and the average person, he's preparing their hearts to finally believe what they would never have believed a short time ago. He's preparing them to. So we had some major uh, ministers fall recently. There was a time when nobody would have ever, ever, ever believed it except a few accusers. That time is gone. Yeah. Now, when God is exposing it, people on the regular person-to-person -person level, like you and me, we're going to go, well, I didn't know. I never would have believed it uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I believe it 100% today. That quick, and maybe not quite that quick. A couple of months later, you go, I didn't believe it. Now I believe it. it. It used to be that the persons that were doing sin had so many levels of protection that they could keep the masses from believing in their sin. Not anymore. No, no, no. Mm -mm. And we need that. Yeah, we do. We need it. We, we, we're, we're desperate for the truth. We're in bondage when we don't have the truth. The truth sets us free. But uh, we've been lied to by the media. We, we've been lied to by politicians. We've been lied to in, in all the seven mountains. Yeah. It's got to change. The yeah. truth is going to come forth, whether we like it or not. Oh, and it's going to change us. And I mm -hmm. think that it, it it's at times it, it's earth shattering for mm -hmm. people because we're so behind what we believed was true and was real. You know, uh, um, like I, I heard your show today uh, that you spoke uh, about abortion and what you had felt when you saw what the embryo looked like. Whoa, that was earth shattering for you. Changed completely what you thought. Instant, yeah. Instantly, I changed to, to a pro life, 
person from I was an absolute pro-choice guy and in a and in a heartbeat, almost a literal thing. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm pro-life. You can never take that back from me now. Once it once you are. Yeah. Yeah. So what that's to me is an example of what's going to be happening to a lot of people who were deceived and believed wrong. They believed the lies that they thought they were the truth. And God, they're his children. God's merciful and gracious. So he's bringing the truth forward so people are not deceived and tricked and led away, you know, into sinful activities even. It's going to happen. It's a good, yeah. good hour we're living in. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm going to go to point six. Do we have okay. time? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Oh, um, in this one, the Lord said to me, oh, fire will fall from heaven soon. Oh, so I'm thinking soon is soon, Steve. Yeah, okay. You mean really soon? Really soon. By what's okay. going on in the church? I know I'm a forerunner, and the glory yeah. has so intensified, and the fire's on us, and that I know, you know, I'm just stepping in, into something that everyone else is going to be coming into, okay? And I don't go into it, like, years ahead. I'm yeah. just a few steps ahead of when I'm a, as a forerunner, okay? So I know yeah. soon is soon, okay? Yeah. Fire will fall from heaven soon, and our children will be set ablaze with a great love for us. This fire will eradicate a spirit of lukewarmness that is afflicting our people. Hmm. There's been really hmm. a spirit of lukewarmness that's been on the church. Yeah. Yeah. There's the remnant that's on fire, but he's talking about everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This on fire army will go through the land and take down giants for us. Our children who have been oppressed by the enemy will be set free as these on fire ones release our glory and speak our words to them. So as, as, the, as the army releases the glory and releases the truth, the word of God, that people are no longer going to be lukewarm. The fire of God's going to fall on them and they're going to be changed. Oh, Prayers they pray will immediately be heard and answered. Many miracles will happen quickly and suddenly. Great days are coming. So God's saying great days are coming. Be encouraged. I'm going to pour my spirit out, my glory out, my fire out. <laughs> and it's going to change everybody. Because like what I saw in heaven, all the animals, so full of love for God and love for one another. That's what's going to come on the earth. It's in, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel 2, huh? Ha. Oh, that's what's coming. That's <laughs> he so said, good. the enemy has run rampant for far too long. His days of oppressing my children are drawing to a close. Thank you, God. They will chase him and his horde of demons from their land. And he was saying their lives too, individually but from their land, and they will celebrate their victory with great rejoicing in the streets. The army of God will be known and seen as a mighty force to be reckoned with. Oh, uh, empowered by the presence of God, the glory of God, the Holy Spirit, not in our flesh, not, not acting out in the flesh, but being led by the Holy Spirit. This is what's coming. I had a question on that. The, yeah. um, um, there, that scripture does say that the time is coming in Joel 2, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Well, 
you know, we've been talking, and of course, some are being judged in this hour, in these minutes, and others are being promoted, the opposite. But um, do you sense or see that when he says, I'm going to pour it out on all flesh, that literally there's a point in time when almost every person on the earth is going to have the spirit being poured out on them so they know it's the spirit? What was that? What will that look like? Or is it just generally, I'm putting my spirit out on, on all flesh and some will, do you have a sense? Have you seen? What I feel is that, <clears throat> that he is going to perform what he said. I'm going to yeah. pour my spirit out on all flesh. Okay. Yeah. But we have free will. Yeah. Okay. You know, we can accept what God is doing. We can receive it. Or yeah. we can say, no, not me. I think the majority will accept it. Okay. It says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Huh? Yeah. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will yeah. see visions. Oh, ah. oh, ah. that God is well, going to yeah, do and, and I'm also looking for, and I don't know if that's in the same part, uh, Donna, where it talks about the new covenant, the time is coming, you know, and when no man will teach his neighbor saying, know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest. Where is that? Is that in... Um, I think that's Jeremiah 33. Yeah, I wondered if it was Jeremiah. So yeah. I, I've well, often wondered when, where that, when that you're not is. Need to teach, you won't need to teach one another. My, yeah. my Holy Spirit is going to show you everything. Yeah. Is that beautiful? That's, yeah. I'm telling you, this is what we're coming into. And this is why the enemy has been rearing his ugly head and, and just coming after us so viciously oh yeah. uh, relentlessly for the last few years oh because yeah. he knows something's coming so he's trying to get as do as much damage as he can before god pours on the spirit and god's saying i can't let him continue to run rampant like this i'm yeah. coming this is the day this is the hour my fire is going to be poured out when this happens that's what i feel like there's going to be some kind of a birthing or a disruption Hang on, it's not going to last long. God's promised he's going to do this. He's going to do it. It's, it's in his word, and he's declaring it through his prophets as well. Cool? That's so good. Yeah, yeah. I have one more point if we have time. If not. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> this And this last one, uh, the Lord was teaching me about his glory uh, different days. So I kind of put all the points down uh, because a lot of times people are like, well, what is the glory? What's yeah. the glory of God? You know, and he told me, um, can you go shopping and leave your humanity behind? And I, I said, no, I'm human. And when I go shopping, it comes with me. He said, the yeah. same is true of my glory. Wow. Wherever I am, that's where my glory is. Can't separate me and my glory. It's my presence. Okay. <laughs> so he said, my glory doesn't just excite people or make People feel loved and accepted and special. Like when his glory is pouring out on the people at church, oh, you got to see them. They're like, they, they're gone. <laughs> they're on the floor. <laughs> Just feeling wonderful. He said, but it brings deliverance and miraculous changes to their lives because my glory and I are one. When my glory falls on them, I fall on them. Oh, people are getting healed. Different things going on in their lives. Marriages have gotten healed, uh, children being restored to families, things that are outside the person that affect the person. God's doing that in the glory. 
with them not doing a thing, making a phone call, doing nothing. God's doing that. Healing bodies, just wonderful things. Finances, wonderful things. Oh, he said, yeah, my glory strengthens my children, just like it strengthens Samson physically and David, Peter, James, John, and all of them spiritually. In my glory is all my children need. All we need is in his glory. He said, teach them to receive my best from my hands with faith. We, when he, like, I'm going to release the glory when we finish here. With faith, just receive it. He said, all you can do, darling, he says, just say, I release your glory. And every time you do that, I will pull my glory out on the people. <laughs> so I do that at all the services, no matter where I go. I Good. release the glory on every person, every single person. And if it's not a ton of people, I'll do it more than once. <laughs> people just get really, really. They get filled, overflowing with the glory. They leave there flooded with the glory. Their glory carries. Then they go out and release it wherever they go. He wants so us good. all to have his glory. Yeah. God is so good. Then he said to me, oh, on February 2nd, to, to be made into the image of my son happens when my glory fills my children. Okay. Oh, he is the image of holiness. Sin is always evicted. Even a propensity to sin is chased far from my children when the light of our glory fills them. So he said, when my glory huh, falls upon my children, it makes them into the image of my son. Oh, more love fills every heart when my glory is poured forth from heaven on them and theirs. Yes, as they ask for my glory to be released on theirs, on their loved ones, that is exactly what I do. I pour my glory on them. So he says, I'm not, I'm not just pouring my glory on the ones that are receiving it as you're pouring it out. If they say, God, pour your glory out on my children, on my husband. He says, I do it. Okay. <laughs> he said, then on February 9th, he said, when my fire falls, it enlightens and purifies. It does not destroy anything good but it will burn evil. So God said, I'm pouring my fire out, the fire of my glory, just like I did at Pentecost. huh? And my fire won't burn up anything good, but it will burn evil. <laughs> the chaff of wickedness will be destroyed when my fire falls. Oh, he said, the enemy's scheme is to destroy what is good and pleasant with his fires of destruction. Mm. So the fire in Maui, uh, you know, in Lahaina, Maui, terrible, mm. you know, that's the enemy, okay? Destroying something good. Unlike us, unlike Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, his plan, Satan's plan, is to remove what is good, pure, and lovely, while we will strengthen all that is good, pure, and lovely. When our fire falls soon on the earth, mankind will be blessed and sanctified or set apart for us. This is the day and the hour. God's been using you to prepare us for this, Steve. You're not going to miss it. <laughs> it's That's right really out. good news because I don't want to miss it, you know. No. But, you know, I think, hey, you know, when I, what, when I react to that is that I, there are people that so easily receive every wave of the Spirit, and it's, it's a little more challenging for me. Don't, don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of encounters in my life, but I have one to some people like yourself, a hundred, I have to a hundred of your encounters, I have one, you know, so uh, that's to that degree, I'm kind of going, well, Lord, I don't want to miss it just because you made me uh, a, a tough receiver. How do, how do I say that? You know? Yeah. You're not going to. Yeah, that's You're good. Gonna. None of us mm -hmm. are going to. 
No, if we just want it, he he says, I'm going to pour my spirit out on the hungry. I'll satisfy the hungry. You're hungry for it. Yeah, that's the truth. He said, the hungry, the humble, and those who honor me. That's the qualifications we need to have to receive his glory. Oh, and I believe that our loved ones that don't have those qualities, as we're praying, he's going to give them those qualities. He's going to cause them to be humble, to be hungry, and to honor him. So they won't miss it. I'm just going to pray that right now. I feel yeah, strong. Go for it. Father, yeah. Oh, ah, I pray for our loved ones mm. right now yeah, oh, ah, uh, that are lukewarm oh, ah, or are far from you, mm-hmm. that you would cause every single mm-hmm. one of them to be hungry for you, yes, to sorry. be humble before you, and to honor you. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you move mightily on all of our loved ones oh, so that when the fire falls, oh, they won't miss anything. Oh, uh, I, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your glory now. I release yes, your Lord. glory, oh, on Steve, on his whole staff. Yes, oh, oh, I release yes, your glory on all of our loved ones. Oh, yes, uh, Lord. Oh, I release your glory on everyone that's watching yes, this video. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Draw them, draw them, draw those that are far from you. Draw them close to your heart, Jesus. Let them have encounters with you. Oh, ha, ha. And in the name of Jesus, I release, oh, encounters with the Father and with Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I release those encounters now to your children. Oh, ha, on steroids, Father. Oh, ha, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Very good. <laughs> awesome. So fun. I'll have to. I'll have to give you a report of what happens in the ensuing days. You know, good stuff. Hey, you. Uh, you have a couple of things to t- uh, to announce the events. So let's do that before we say goodbye. I want to make sure people know what's coming. You still now? Are, you, are these events you're going to? Well, just go ahead and and call up the first one, whichever one you well, want. The first one that we're going to is in two weeks. And it's going to be in Southport, North Carolina on March 8th and 9th. All these events are in, on my website, dotarigny.org, and just go to the events page. But this is it just in two weeks. And a lot right. of people from North Carolina come a lot of times to our service so that they know we'll be close by. Okay? Good. And that's going to be on Friday and a Saturday. All right? And right. then the next one is going to be June 14th and 15th in Minnesota. June 14th and 15th. There it is. Yep. And um, oh, uh, our son John is going to be speaking too. And his wife, she leads worship. She's going to be helping nice. with leading worship at it. Nice. So that, that'll be powerful too. And then the last one that I had was uh, November 3rd through the 9th. Oh, uh, we're going to be doing the cruise. And I can't oh, believe wow, yeah. I, I love Yvonne and her husband. You know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They came to one time, and oh, they're a delight. They are wonderful. Uh, so so now, do you do you have more room on that cruise? Or yes, we do. Okay. I checked with her before I advertised it. She said, okay. yes. She said that um, it's filling up, but there is some room. Uh, okay. So I encourage people, if you want to go, that I would give her a call. Yeah, Just, that's a, that's this Holy Spirit-filled cruise guys so 
I mean, both Donna and Yvonne, and then of course Amina. I don't know John, yeah. and but I do know uh, Mina. Mina and Yvonne are just really good ministering together. You know, he tends to defer to her, but he operates in a lot of power. I watched him on a show one time, not that many months ago, and he's they're both praying, and he goes, "Well, there's an angel just walked right by." He's very aware, and then and Yvonne didn't see it. So anyway, I'll. I can speak. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, you guys will have a blast. Lots of laughter. You guys oh, it's going to be wonderful. And our son John has a very, very powerful uh, prophetic gifting. Uh, really? He's a prophet, and he prophesies over every person. <laughs> so he he gets That's prophetic me. words, and they're pinpoint accurate. In what's been happening lately, is the words that he's given seem to come to pass very quickly. Oh, so good. So yeah. he's that kind of prophet. That's really good. Now, is it? Do you do this? You do this with heavenly cruises? Yes. Is that what cruises. That I did one with them a few years ago, uh, and they had their own team prophesying over people. Is that going to happen on this cruise, or is it just your own team that will prophesy? Do you know? I don't, I don't know if they will have their team prophesying uh, or not, but I know that uh, John definitely will be. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they do these days. It was just back then. That's what they were doing. So now I'm going to be releasing the glory on every person. And the, when we did the last one, we had a fire tunnel. And as the people were coming through the fire tunnel, oh, the Lord gave me a word for every person <laughs> as they were coming through. I got a prophetic word. So it kind of delayed the fire tunnel a bit. But people got totally filled with the glory and blessed wonderfully. It, so it just. Good. Yeah, it's it's awesome because when you have an event that takes place one day after the next after the next, what I have found is that the glory builds and the intensity of yeah. the anointing and the presence of God just increases with every service, which each session is and it's so powerful. Yeah. That's so good. All right. Well, Donna, God bless you. Thank you so much. So so much good stuff here. We'll be pondering that and bathing in it, if you will, the spirit and the glory uh, for a long time to come. So I'm curious to see kind of what unfolds even in my own life because I'm really taking this into my soul and spirit. So, all right, Donna, have a great day. Quick reminder, Wendy Griffith will be with us tomorrow. Uh, he'll, it'll be Wendy with Julie. And uh, Wendy's a dear friend. And I th I don't, I, I can't swear that I know the, the content, but I think it involves people that are, have been waiting for their intended spouse because that happened with Wendy. We actually walked uh, with Wendy a, a little bit about that. I just heard her telling someone else about that at the uh, NRB. Uh, and uh, so she has a, a ministry. She, that's what it is. Julie says, yes, yeah, she's sharing her story. So if you're, a, especially if a woman looking for your spouse and a maid, I don't know, does it work the other way around, Julie? Is she, is she doing it for men that are looking for theirs, or is it just for the women? See, type me something on that. And if you know, let's see, I'm looking for, yes, all singles, all singles. So this is for, and, and Wendy has really walked through. Like I said, we walked through it with her. So uh, now she's happily married, and now she's trying to uh, pass on the things that the Lord did with her and for her through her. So don't miss that. All right, have a great day, everybody, and we will see you in the morning. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. 
Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.